to a new episode of Vyapar, a show where we explore the journeys of entrepreneurs and the businesses that they've built. With me today is Rupan Paul, who is a comedian who's also been doing stand-up comedy for the past six years. And believe it or not, he's worked with everyone in the industry. You name it. Kenny Sebastian, Whipple Goyal, Kanan Gill. You get the drift. And here's what's interesting. I found out about Rupin through FinShots. You know, I was just going through YouTube. I was looking at some videos and I found out about Rupin through FinShots. And, you know, I was thinking like what he's doing is very interesting. And, you know, he explains complex finance topics in a very easy to understand way. And then I just checked out his profile and I was just amazed with all the stuff that he does. So he is also a host of two podcasts and he also has a blog on Medium. And when I asked Rupin, you know, what, what ticks him, like what, you know, makes him feel motivated. It's not, you know, it's not money or it's not fame. He just wants to impact people. He wants to, you know, bring change in their lives or, you know, just create more impact through his stand-up comedy, through his podcasts, through his blog and everything that he does. It's just about creating impact. In the end, that's all that really matters, isn't it? So Rupin, welcome to the show. And, you know, my first question to you is, why did you choose stand-up comedy? Like, did you have a moment in your life when you just knew that, you know, this is something that I want to do with my life, that this is what I see myself doing? A couple of moments, um, Siddharth, and I had a few realizations that, you know, led me to do stand-up. I think the first thing is I, I was very shy throughout my life. I still am to some extent. <laughs> but I think when I was in class, yeah, believe it or not, when I was in class 12, I, on the last day of college, like all my friends who know me, my friends know me, but they know that I'm funny, but only they know that I'm funny. No one else in the class knows that I'm funny. All the other people in the class don't know that I'm funny apart from my friends. So then the last day, everyone was imitating teachers, okay? And they were doing such a bad job about it, okay? They, all, they were like really horrible. And they said, like, Rupin, you just got to go, man. Like these people they are destroying it. They're not doing it properly. Just go. And I've never spoken in public before. So I just went and I imitated a couple of teachers and the entire class of 112, I think, they were in my class. And they all were laughing. And that felt really good. It's like, oh my God, like all of these people think I'm funny too. That's really good. <laughs> so that was clue number one. Wow. And there was a girl, her name was Arundhati. And she told me like, hey, you should consider becoming a comedian. And I said, yeah, I am considering it after this. <laughs> right? And that was one moment. Then the other moment was... I, I knew that live stand-up was happening in Bangalore. I think somewhere when I was 18 or 19 years. But I thought it won't be that funny. I thought it'll be like, you know, how music is in India. Music in India, most of the bands that play music in India are very similar to bands that play music in England and America and all of that, right? So I thought like mm. even comedy in India will be very similar to comedy in America and won't be genuine to India. So I, I didn't go to a, to a comedy show in India for a long time until one day I went. Okay, mm. and then I saw the comedians over there, and they were incredibly funny. They were, I, I think, a very young Biswa Kalyan was there, like a oh, very wow. young Biswa Kalyan. Like he had, he had just put in about six months. He had two jokes that worked, and he <laughs> would, he would look at it. He write it down on his hand, and he, he would uh, do those two jokes. They'd be really funny, and then he'd be like, the other jokes would be like, okay, guys, I thought this was funny. It's not funny. Okay, <laughs> and then he'd just like go on, and I saw all of that, and I realized these comedians are really funny. Uh, and they're really creative and they're 100% original and it makes Indians laugh and it's done by Indians. So that was clue number two, but I still didn't have the courage to uh, do comedy and I didn't see it happening in my life. 
right mm. and then the final point came when i was in uh, my masters and this was a degree that i worked for and as a degree that i was 100% sure was like the way for the rest of my life uh, it was a degree in computer science and while at the first year of degree i don't know what happened something happened and i hated the course i hated i hated like the uh, way the course was i hated computer science i just didn't like it suddenly it didn't seem fun at all and i i considered leaving the course and then i realized my dad had paid like a lot of money to get me into the course mm. so it just felt wrong i said okay i'm going to complete it but after i complete this first year i'm going to i'm going to do something that i like i'm going to make sure i enjoy myself okay so i started taking part in like a few things in college there's something called as just a minute do you know what just a minute is just a minute i've heard just for laughs just, okay. no just for laughs is a show Uh, and a comedy festival in canada but just a minute is basically you speak continuously for a minute without taking pauses or making grammatical mistakes and you try to be funny okay wow so yeah i took part in one thing and then i won that event then i took part in another then i won that then i took part in another and i won that and i was making everyone laugh and i was i was just entertaining all of those people right i'm just seeing that audience thing i realized this is what i got to do and i mm. before an exam like before one of my exams i just messaged a friend who's doing comedy uh, i had a friend who's doing comedy okay it's not like comedy was completely strange to me also like yeah, yeah. i had a friend and also like weirdly enough can, can you believe it like this i think uh, like my my dad also is really funny okay like he's really funny <laughs> it's it's genetic and i it really is buddy and he also did a comedy show like before me yeah wow. he did a comedy show and it was really funny and actually he was performing at the that the place in bangalore that you know uh, had comedy he was he was trying out comedy he just said like anyway since it's open to everyone what am i going to lose let me just go and try it out okay i saw him mm. doing it and i realized like my dad can do it i'm 100% better than my dad <laughs> right oh, <laughs> for sure right? so then everything came together and after like my horrible first year in college i said okay now i have two months of vacation i'm not going to waste it i'm going to start doing comedy so i just told my friend he told me like you know where to get started i showed up at a place at a venue for comedy and then i said like hey i'd like to put my name and there's a guy called sanjay manakala who do you know sanjay manakala have you heard of sanjay manakala i have manakala? i have no idea but you have no idea you have no idea right so he's a very famous comic uh, he's right now in the states and he's from the states came to india started, set up comedy in bangalore then went back to the states like this year actually so he put me on and like yeah and that's how i realized uh, the first time was oh, very bad but i had like <laughs> one laugh or two laughs and then i realized okay i can come back next time and i can improve it and i just kept showing up mm. and that's when i knew that you know i'm i'm going to um, that, that's what drew me to comedy like it's a series of events and it really brought out the best like it brought out all that creative energy inside you like you you told me that you know like when you were doing the course you realized this is not what i want to do for the rest of my life so i think like when i first spoke to you i also realized that you you had a very early realization for a lot of mm-hmm. people what happens is that we start doing something like i'm a chartered accountant myself and right i just gave 5 or 6 years to this course and then i realized you know this is damn i'm i'm stuck now so i realized it very late in my life that you know this is probably not something that makes me excited but i think what worked for you is that you had a very early realization isn't it could say that yeah uh, when i was 21 i just realized that this is not this is not what is going to make me happy yeah yeah and how has this journey been so far i i'm sure that you know you must have had your ups, ups and downs and you know 
a lot of uh, there's there's it's not easy to make it big in the stand up comedy platform so how has your journey been so far it's been a lot of changes if i can say that and i think that's the good part and that's also the most uh, if, the, the, if i have to like look at the one part that stands out in this entire journey is that it has been filled with changes like no one year is like the previous year every year keeps changing every year keeps getting bigger in some small way <laughs> but it keeps getting bigger right and it also keeps it, it, you know one thing leads to another like whatever you start right when when you have like a mission in mind like one thing kind yeah. of leads to another like you start like when i started doing stand up like for example i didn't want to do other stuff i just wanted to do like only comedy and only like live shows and all of that right but then yeah. like you know you work your way and you get recognized and once you start getting recognized people start booking you for shows once people book you for shows then you have to write more content and and then the, the i think the a couple of changes happened like i i also started doing comedy full time since 2018 which means i said i was still working in it even though i i graduated from it and i took a job and you know was doing comedy with it uh, managed both you know just like how probably someone uh, manages like you know yeah. uh, two relationships <laughs> so, <laughs> it's not possible you can't do it right you yeah. always you always really like one but you know you just have to i guess compromise it, it, yeah. it, that's why you can't yeah you can't really do it it's it's not uh, ethical it's really not ethical so after a point like you know yeah. of doing comedy and your thing you can't do two different things it can't be like two widely different and both require time and effort right so yeah. i think in 2018 i made the shift from doing uh, comedy with my job to doing comedy full time mm. since i was always uh, already making the same amount of money that my job was paying through comedy so that happened and uh, i i started writing more material started recording videos uh, putting up videos for on on you know youtube and all of that so like there's always a new project that you know um comes up there's always a new project that i give myself like like when 2018 my first project was mm. i'm going to do a podcast then in 2019 i'm said okay i'm going to work on my blog now it's 2020 now my idea was to just get on youtube and to be on youtube as much as i can so like and i think every, every you you know like what your next step is going to be and the best part of this entire thing like you know like my friend i have a friend called sudarshan and he told me like good in while when you do something that which is a dream of yours right you may be out of money sometimes but you'll never be out of work yeah that's so true and that's so true that's so true because it's always something you can improve on a little bit just a little bit i'm going to just work on just a little bit tomorrow and, i'm just going to put a few bricks i i feel you know all those invisible gates start opening up like when you start doing something and you realize you know this is also something that i can do and new opportunities start coming <coughs> to you like something that you never even thought of you know like this is something i would do in my life all those invisible gates start opening up in your life yeah 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 for sure so uh, like for example I, like even even the thing that i'm doing right now is pin shots like i would never have mm. thought that i'd be doing it right i would have never have thought like <laughs> such a job exists this is such a cool job right and like it, it's so lucky <laughs> like i have no idea how i got this lucky with everything like i didn't work towards it at all like i don't have a degree in finance but <laughs> I, it's just is i i don't have anything like i remember i i studied uh, uh, a subject called commercial applications in class 10 and i hated that subject it was the worst <laughs> subject in my life right but now i'm doing it and i absolutely like it and i enjoy doing it just because i'm telling like i'm on like on youtube and i'm telling stories and i'm creating this content right so you like whatever you said about you know new opportunities opening up mm. that's absolutely true 
but you just need to be on a journey and i think yeah. um, you never know that whether journey is going to take but you kind of know the end goal I, like i know what the end goal is like what i want so everything that i put in is just to to get to that end goal so i'll i'll this is not to flatter you but when i first saw you on finshots i was i was actually thinking you know that you are a like mba in finance or something because the way you explain it it's just even people who are mbas or chartered accountants you you're better than them i can just tell you 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 don't even need a degree for that so that's how i, I don't think so <laughs> i don't think so but i'll take a compliment and appreciate it but i think that's props not to me that i think that is props in large portion to the like to the people who write the content mm. which is not me at finchance but i i just retell the story so like what i what i think if i would give myself any credit is like i tell the story like you know as though i would understand it that's all but it's yeah. majorly not my part and i think that has also been like a thing of mine from the beginning even while doing comedy right when i started doing comedy like you know i i wanted to use comedy even as a vehicle to like you know break down stuff to like mm. break down difficult uh, topics to break down difficult things and that's what comedians do like all the comedians who i admire right like a chris rock like they he would break down like the entire racial problem in america just through a comedy <laughs> or like a george call or like a george carlin he'll break down like the entire situation with what's wrong with america why there are so limited opportunities just through comedy and yeah wow. so i i think um, that i really like I, i really like you know the process of simplification through art that's that's amazing i mean seriously and it's very it's not that easy to do that because you know such complex topics to break it down into such i think it takes a lot of uh, experience and it's just about you know practicing day in and day out like that's that's how you you get there no i think it's a belief i think it's a belief system more than practicing uh, the belief system is that Uh, no like even a ca or whatever whoever you meet right like this is i think where comedians come into play like the reason why comedians exist in society is because they believe that no one is above a certain level like you may be a ca right and then mm-hmm. like i may not have studied like anything in accountancy but at some point you are just the same as me and i'm just the same as you right wow. so it's it's to kind of to equalize a society because like you see people who are lower than us and they feel that they are lower than us so you kind of have to lower yourself down to them so that they feel that you are one of them likewise the people who are higher than you who are acting higher than you you got to make jokes at them at how they think that they are better than you to bring them down to your level so that the entire room is equalized <laughs> and i think that's the you know what i mean yeah so there's just a belief thing it's just a belief that there's no information that's really difficult or there's no uh, there's mm. no level of thing that you know that's really inaccessible ultimately we all are the same and we all are human beings and we all are intelligent you know in a very intuitive way because we are all human beings mm. right so like you know when we are afraid we react a certain way when we are in a safe place we react a certain way and it's just that i think like once you realize that all human beings are kind of the same they're, they're going to get it like even like while doing comedy like the first time i came to do comedy in bombay i was 22 and i was uh, 22 yeah 22 exactly mm. and i was really afraid i was scared i was like these people in Bo- i've never been to bombay like i don't know how they going to i don't know how they talk there how they walk there whether they're going to like me whether they're going to hate me and then i realized yeah. it's the same as people in bangalore it's all the same people. there are some idiots there are some nice people there are some cool people there are some beautiful people there are some horrible people right it's just the same so ultimately it all looks the same so i think once you realize that it's you know it's you don't it's like simple and like even if it's mm. difficult it's basically the ultimate truth of it is very simple 
we're all human beings. We are all yeah. human beings. They're gonna get it. Yeah. Wow, man, that's that's a really like I've I've never really thought about it that way. Like you know, the entire equalization thing. It's it's a great perspective to have. So that's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you know, one one thing I would like to ask you is that imagine that you know someone was listening to this podcast and they want to start a career in stand up comedy what advice would you give to them like what are some things you know they need to keep in mind and like what are some misconceptions out there dude the, the advice is that i don't have any advice it's the greatest job in the world there's no job that's better than this <laughs> right imagine how lucky some like all of us are who doing comedy that you go get to go on stage get to have an audience and you get to make them laugh first thing i would say is uh, like i'm i'm just uh, like you know rewinding the time that i started stand up okay and the one thing i would say is just stick to your jokes and be as funny as you can and be as original as you can and if you're really original and if you're really yourself you will be noticed even if it takes years to be noticed even if it takes months for people to even know your name you will get noticed in time all you need to do is you know be as funny and as original as you can and also keep improving like the worst thing is to not improve at all and this at any level in stand up and i think that's the that's that's the most important part of um, retiring old material and uh, writing new material like if for example like uh, if you had if you come to a show now mm. right and it's like all the material that i i'm going to do i'll make sure that you had not seen any of this material on youtube and once yeah. i put it on youtube i'm going to retire it and write new material so i think the best thing is to to learn how to not be emotionally attached to your act uh, you got to improve it get it to a really perfect stage and then you have to retire it and then you have to start working on a on a new act it's like it's kind of like having kids continuously you can't get attached to one kid you got to get attached get, you know invest in that kid send that kid out of your home and then have another kid and then invest in that kid and then send that kid out as well at the right age yeah because the audience is very brutal isn't it like if they if they see your joke on youtube and you're doing the same joke on a you know in a gig then they'll they'll very easily discard you like you know this guy does not have any original content isn't it no yeah i i guess but like i like the only case in all of us where all of us comedians to do a joke that's on youtube is if you're doing a highly paid corporate gig or a private gig right where they say we only want like clean jokes and really neat jokes so there i won't take risks with the audience whatever is a public show right where people have paid tickets to watch then i take a lot of risk and i do a little more riskier subjects like sex and all that okay so corporate gigs are like very they take the creativity out of it like they very like, yeah yeah they i don't know like see like doing a comedy show at a corporate uh, at a corporate uh, office must be the coolest thing anyone can do at a corporate office right like working exactly. is horrible in a corporate office but i what what i am telling you is that even doing comedy at a corporate office is horrible <laughs> <laughs> because they they treat you they treat you badly dude like they don't treat like corporate the problem i don't know what happened to like in the something that got messed up when human beings started working in like a corporate office like we stopped treating uh, people like human beings it's all machines it's everyone's a machine like for example like there was this like i have a joke in uh, in my youtube video okay the joke is basically how uh, my parents are christian so christian parents you know they they don't they'll give the advice in the prayer itself they'll be like dear god please help him get a job right so like that was the thing and as part of the joke in my youtube video i say christianity is quite a horrible religion right because you can understand the prayer so you know if your parents are worried about you in the prayer and this guy i was doing a corporate show for he said uh, there was just this and it was just because it's a meeting right 
and corporate yeah. people like having meetings love meetings right they had a meeting with me before my show and the, i think the, one of the main points that this guy noted down in his notepad was uh, there's this joke that you do you won't say christianity is a horrible religion right first of all he was hindu all right serious? like i am christian yeah like first of all do don't tell me <laughs> about like you know what my act is i am sensible enough to not say certain things at certain places i may be a comedian i may be funny but it's not like you know i don't understand human behavior and human you know where 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 i should be appropriate where i should be funny so corporate people have that thing they have the thing that we are better than you and unless we tell you what to do you're going to screw it up yeah so so they're basically like we are paying you and we are going to control the entire gig our way yeah which is which is why i i never worry about money like you were telling me yeah. right like in the beginning like i don't worry about money because the thing is when as soon as someone gives you money right as yeah. soon as someone gives you their money it is their way of saying like hey i'm going to have a say in your life that sucks yeah that's really sucks and that happens to everyone this happens to like people throughout the industry like throughout every industry the entertainment industry like finance everything like the more money you make the mm. the less freedom that you get when it's someone else's money where it's your money you doing business by yourself right yeah you are more in control of your time and i think that's a way more important asset than money so you guys must really hate the corporate gigs you must be avoiding those like it's it's only when you you want real you want to you know just pay the bills or you know just get the money no then. no i i actually enjoy the corporate gigs uh, i enjoy majority of the corporate gigs i just don't enjoy the corporate people <laughs> 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 i just don't well like said. them i i like performing i like working for the i i like making the employees laugh i don't like making the managers laugh okay yeah i they, and they they never laugh at anything like no managers ever laugh at anything except for like one show i remember because the, all the other audience members had left to have dinner and only the manager was like cuz i paid for the entire show so at okay. least i'm going to watch it and he was laughing so he was a chill guy okay but everyone else like i i i always take the side of like the people who are working like regular people who are working in the below the team like those people i really enjoy making them laugh i i cannot make managers laugh and bosses decide not to laugh <laughs> and committees especially the thing is when you go to a corporate show what happens is they all sit with that committee right like i am in the planning committee which is the cutest yeah. committee by the way the planning committee <laughs> that's the best right like they are taking time off from their families to stay back after work to plan an event which people <laughs> are really not willing to attend everyone wants to go back home exactly. and these people are planning that are staying back a little longer to plan an other event where they're going to stay back in office more yeah but like the the i i i like doing corporate gigs i like making people laugh good i think people uh, you know the the best type of comedy is when you make comedy Uh, when you make people laugh who have been through some sort of pain yeah that's good karma for you yeah and i think like yeah, in a corporate office there's so much of unwritten um, bondage in so many offices it's slavery like honestly people don't say it out loud but you know at some point in life if people didn't really had to make money you know if everyone had enough money no one would be doing their jobs honestly that's that's what i feel it's pretty sad yeah but i i also believe that it doesn't have to be that way like i know like a few yeah. offices that are and a few organizations in the world where I, where it's really where it's not that way at all where people have freedom and i think that's i can't say like all corporate offices are bad but yeah like a majority of them like majority of them are they they forget that the that people who are working under them are as human as them <laughs> yeah yeah 
So I have another question that came to my mind was like, do you, do you ever feel like quitting? Because, you know, as a, as a standup comedian, you really have to be very strong mentally. And like, for example, you told me that you had this one gig, very, very big gig. And you know, all your jokes were not like, it was not connecting with the audience and you felt horrible. Mm-hmm. Like you, you were breaking mm-hmm. inside and mm-hmm. how, how do you deal with such situations? Like when you had a gig that didn't work out for you, how do you deal with that? Yeah, I, I've never thought of quitting, buddy. Like I've never thought of quitting. I've just been sad at times. Like, you know, uh, I think like, I don't, I don't know how old you are. How old are you? 25. You're 25, right? Like, uh, we, even my, like all the people in my life, like all the people whom I love, who have been with me from the beginning, since the time we met till now, right? Like all of us, like we've had, like, uh, like even my parents, it's not like all the time we've been on great relationships, right? Like some days you just hate each other. The next days you just like, like each other back, right? <laughs> so the same thing with stand up also. You like, I've never thought of quitting stand up. Wow. It hasn't occurred to me at all. I've just been really sad at times because of stand-up. Okay. Because like, you know, someone said something really horrible or someone uh, didn't pay me at all. That has happened? said you are horrible. Yeah. There's one time it happened. It happened, I think last year. Yeah. Like that day I really, like I really felt like, I really felt bad. I really felt like, you know, hurt like by the entire process because I, I was doing this show. And I had like a couple of things, even though I was doing comedy full time, I did like three things. I, I went to, I went to a college and I took a class for them over like, you know, teaching them how to communicate. Then I went and worked out in the gym. Then I, I was also, you know, uh, teaching English for like some construction workers, uh, kids, right. Just to fill my time, um, mm. and to be productive. And then I had a corporate show. It wasn't too much of money, but I just taken the show because I needed that money at that point. And he said, be there at 5.30. And I was so tired that I was sleeping while driving my car. It was like, I had to call my friend. He's like, dude, just talk to me because I'm, I'm going to crash otherwise. All right. So he did that. I reached that 5.30. There was no audience over there at 5.30. Then wow. I waited, <laughs> waited. Then 6.30, slowly the audience is coming in. 7 o'clock, still not started. 7.40, it started. All right. And then afterwards, the keynote address given by the CEO what a boring keynote address. Everyone had to sit through that. And I, I, I didn't know what to do, dude. Like I was just sitting in my, uh, sitting in the lobby and you know, I don't know if you know this, but if you're in a hotel lobby and you can't sleep in the hotel lobby, do you know this? You can't just, yeah. you can't just sit on the couch and you can't go to sleep. There's someone will wake you up and be like, this is not the place to sleep, sir. Mm. Right. So I was really tired and I couldn't sleep. And then finally my event started at nine ten. Shit. The audience wasn't there. They were all drinking and, you know, eating and they were doing like uh, boomerangs, Instagram boomerangs. And I tried going on stage, trying, telling a few jokes. No one cared. Tried some more, no one cared. Tried some more, no one cared. Oh. Then I was supposed to do 25 minutes and 10 minutes. I said, all right, guys. Anyway, you guys have a good evening. And you, and I, and I left. Uh, thank you. Mm. And this guy, the event manager came, he yelled at me. He made a scene. And like he said, like, and I told him like, dude, it's okay. Like, we, if you are upset with this like i can't really help it then i i grabbed him by his hand and i showed him this is the audience he made me perform for <laughs> remember that yeah. all right and then afterwards um he said like see you're going to get your money but like now i don't even know the client is he said if the client is not giving the money that's all right man you do whatever you want like and and i i told him like hey can i have can how can you, you want to give me the money give me otherwise it's all right and I, won't, I don't have to work with you again and he said i'm not going to pay you and i didn't i didn't even have the energy to fight i just took my car and i left and the only good yeah. news, the only good ending of the story is like after five months, I saw this guy at a show 
right? Hmm. And his tire was punctured. <laughs> That's the only thing. I know. <laughs> That's the only good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it's happened. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but so I've just been really sad. I've never thought of quitting at, at times. But I've also been really happy. And I always say this: the good times, right? Like in comedy, like when you do really well, the good shows they mm. outdo the bad shows and they make up for the bad shows also. Yeah. So it's it's all about the consistency. Yeah. I don't even know if it's a consistency. I never tell it's a consistency. It's just like, it just feels right, dude. Like some things mm. you feel like, like I have thought of like quitting things before. Like I used to play mm. music, right? And I thought, okay, I'm never going to go far in this and I'm going to quit it. But with yeah. comedy, I've never had that thought. Like even after, even though this pandemic has hit things badly, like I'm waiting for all this to get over and get back to working really hard at, you know, doing stand-up every day. It's, I mean, it, it feels very natural, isn't it? It just feels natural. It's, it's like, even, it's the same thing, even, even with uh, anyone, dude, even with relationships, right? There are some relationships mm. you just be like, I need to leave this. But then once you find like the right person, they just be, you're just like, I, you, can, you, you just feel so logical to be in it. Yeah, you feel and it so in your easy soul. to be in it. You, you feel you be, Exactly. It's a, yeah. you do feel it in your soul. Yeah. It's a, it's a connection. It's a connection and it's a, like a thing that's there. It's like, I'm not going to leave this. Yeah. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. And okay. So my, this is my last question to you and this will probably get you in a little bit of trouble, but you know, you have to yeah, tell, I don't me. mind. <laughs> That's the good part of not being famous. <laughs> uh, you, you yeah. have to, tell even me. if I get into trouble, I get into trouble after I become famous. If I get, <laughs> if I become famous, but I have no problem. I don't mind. Yeah. So who is your favorite comic? Uh, I have a, Oh, that's the question. This is not going to get me into trouble at all. <laughs> like uh, I like uh, there's a comic whom I like called uh, Bill Burr. Oh man, seriously! Yeah, I love Bill Burr. That's my favorite. He's my favorite comic. He he's my favorite. Oh yeah, man! I listen to his videos on Conan. Right, like I I'm yeah. I'm in a loop. Like when I start yeah. playing one video, I'm just I'm constantly listening to him. Yeah, he he has that he has that thing, dude. Like he just draws you in, and you can't get enough of him. And he's a genius. Like I, I feel the way he explains stuff. Like he's just, you know, he's yeah. just, he's very angry. That's what I feel with yeah. the stuff he yeah. says, but the genius of it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that's also the thing. Like, you know, I was also telling you about how uh, like comedians break down stuff very simply, right? Like the same thing with Bill Burr. Like regardless of who you are as a person, he'll always break it down to someone who's in the same bar. Yeah. It's so he's just like you know, dude. That that guy is not anything great, dude. Like this guy is not anything great. Like he he doesn't joke right now. He said like women are so overrated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That and he didn't get into any trouble. That that's because he's just being funny and he's just like you know, just he's just putting it in a way like you know, this is just comedy and we all are not uh, that great in life. We all are just human beings. And it's very, very, very relatable. Like whenever I listen to that guy and I'm like, you know, I can hundred percent relate to him. Like everything that he's saying, it's, it's, he's very honest as well. Like I feel, you know, sometimes people like when they're comedians, I I feel like you, you know, if you're very, very honest, it sometimes backfires, but this guy is like hundred percent honest. And yeah, there's tell it. he tells it like it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that That's like, you know, I just feel so pumped up that your favorite comedian is the same as mine. Like, He's my favorite ever, man. Like I, I actually, dude. you know, I actually booked, I actually booked tickets to go see him in London last year. <laughs> Unfortunately, that plan didn't come through, but I still booked tickets. Yeah. I, I thought like maybe I booked the tickets first and then somehow it will come through, but it unfortunately didn't. But I'm a huge fan, dude. Dude, you got to bring him to India, man. 
honestly he like he came if... to india he came to india in the year 2015 wow yeah, i he was there in india i think he performed at a auditorium in bombay sadly i i didn't go cuz i didn't have the money to afford tickets that <laughs> yeah man but like really man i i this is like one of my dreams i i really want to attend one of bilber's special like this is one of my dreams in my checklist and that's like, on my bucket list too like my bucket list is to watch bilber live tell you what we can both go together we should we totally should do it we totally should and we should on the way on the way we should try to go to bangkok as well to see a muay thai tournament that's in the cards then that's in the cards definitely <laughs> that's in the cards yeah but i don't know if you guys know like people are listening to this podcast but siddharth stayed in bangkok for 15 years yeah not not yeah. many people know about it and i honestly i don't prefer telling people about that <laughs> then the first thing that they ask me is that you know i know that you've done oh, everything so yeah like hey dude i know like is your favorite sport ping pong <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i know i can imagine dude but and you were a kid that time you were like you were like uh, before the before 16 right yeah but a lot of stuff goes down before you are before 16 also a lot of stuff goes down there so So yeah it, oh, like what people do stuff man and in bangkok like i have had friends who have done stuff like not me but my thai friends when they were 14 or 15 they probably they they knew everything like they had done everything there was to be done and all right okay yeah so like they were not excited in their lives anymore i was like you've oh, done that's pretty bad dude yeah that's bad i mean you save something for the yeah. future isn't it like you you save <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> yeah so that's that yeah yeah i think like if you enjoy like everything like super early in life then you don't have anything to look forward to right yeah i mean you should do it like organically i feel like just slowly like climbing a mountain like not not like mm. a jet ski like not at one go just climb a mountain yeah. do it that way so so that's why i don't yeah. tell people that i'm from bangkok because then you know i get all these sorts of question and i don't want to answer them <laughs> i i that's interesting yeah Yeah, but I think it's absolutely right. Whatever you said, like you know, people not uh, people experiencing everything young in life, right? And I think like even people who are child stars, like Michael Jackson, towards the end of their life, they they have nothing new to look forward to, and they they kind of hate their lives, and they're looking forward to going back to the childhood where I can be like innocent and easy again. Yeah, it's not exciting anymore. You told me that yeah. you know do, you're doing something new every every year, like you're starting a podcast, yeah. and you're also doing fin yeah. shots. Now you also have yeah. something planned for the next year then you know this this is something that keeps you excited and yeah you, you know like you know you this is this is something i'm really happy that this is happening in my life so yeah i think yeah i think that should be there like you know you you should have something to look forward to in your life for sure yeah when like when you wake up um there should be like hey do this this cool project that i'm going to work on and then you get your ass out of bed yeah as opposed to just like being in bed the whole time and you be like there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing new mm. for me to look forward to and i think that's also the, the i think when you ask for advice towards comics right like writing new jokes is such an underrated joy in life like when you get like, write like a new act mm. and you put the old act to sleep right by putting it up on youtube now you have something new to create so it's exciting dude the entire process must feel like such a like it it feels good to just do it like even if it does not work out you when you're doing it like it you feel very good inside isn't it oh it's beautiful it, i can't tell you how amazing it is like because you have all these new jokes okay and that you go there it's almost like when you uh, when you go into a going to like a new like going to meet your family and you bought a new car right uh, 
because you're going to go to the audience and you 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 feel new. You feel like okay, there's an excitement that this may work, this may not work, and I'm going to see how mm. it's going to be. And then you go on stage and you you get into that emotion of that joke, right? And then you start doing it on stage, and then you feel like oh my god, this is working. And then yeah. at the end of the show, you'll be like oh my, I have like a new bit. And then you want to work on it, and then you can't look forward to a weekend show when you can do a longer set of jokes, and you have all this new stuff, and it's a new feeling that you have because the crowd reacts to your entire reacts to you differently, like how they unlike how they used to react to you when you had your old jokes. And now you're looking forward to putting all of those jokes together, and you know putting it for the next video, and you're trying to go, you're taking those jokes to Bombay, you're taking those jokes to Chennai, Calcutta, like Hyderabad, wherever you have, wherever place you're booked at, and you're taking tips from other comedians. Like you know, say this line instead of that line, and then you sit and you rewrite everything, and you uh, think about it, and you get another funny line while you're thinking about it, and <laughs> then you put it together. It's such a beautiful process. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I can feel it. I can feel it in your voice. Like just when you explain, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it you you can tell. Like even the listeners who are listening to this, just in your it's voice. It's fascinating. Yeah, it is. It is, and. Yeah. like i i would love to you know just talk to you for the next two hours but you know given <laughs> yeah. that you know we have to keep it short i am unfortunately we just have to take and uh, cut off i would love to do more shows with you like uh, this is just one podcast but you know if if something works out then you know like probably we can also plan more stuff like i i just had a really good time doing this with you for sure i had a good time too man All right, Rupan. Uh, it was it was great having you on the show. And people who want to find more about Rupan, I'll drop links in the description. Do check it out. He's an amazing stand-up comedian, and you know all the stuff that he does, it's amazing. And believe me or not, you should check him out. When I first saw his YouTube video, my first thought was, how in the hell, you know, is he getting so few likes and so few uh, views? And you know, he deserves more, yeah. more views. So. You know, it's very interesting that you mentioned that. Like, act. There's a there's a lady. I forgot her name. She, I think she did a reaction video on my stand-up video, wow. and I think she has way more subscribers than me, which was I thought very interesting. <laughs> <She> did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's cool. I'm happy with what I have. Like, even like the. I think I have one. I think totally the the last video I put the last stand-up video. I think is four fifty six thousand views. Mm. Right. and i'm happy with that like a lot of people and it's impacted like uh, i know that it's impacted a few people a lot of people said like we are happy about we really relate to this and i'm so happy that you said this out and i have said this video to my parents so that they know how it is to be a kid in india and all of that right Dude, and I'm, I, i'm happy i'm just happy with whatever i have i'm going to be your lifelong promoter now like you don't have to pay me anything I, that's Not too much pressure that's too much pressure if i if i do something bad then <laughs> no i'm not i'm <laughs> not going to promote that for you and me So, so that's good right that that's going to make you like perform well for everything that you do so <laughs> it's too much pressure to do that yeah cool buddy all right man all right so uh people that does it for today's edition of vyapar if you know someone who who has had a you know fascinating journey just like rupan has you can reach out to us at vyaparpodcast@gmail.com do let us know what you think of the show you can reach out to us i would love to hear what you have to say we will see you next week thanks guys